Hello, hello. We are back with episode three of The Touch Base, and we really can't wait to talk about this one as it tore all of our hearts out. But the upside is that we have Ben Chaplin, who plays Frank Monday on the show with us today. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of The Touch Base, HBO's official podcast for the Nevers. We are excited and also slightly heartbroken to jump into this week's episode. We definitely have a lot to discuss, uh, but we are your hosts. I am Jessica Vasami. And I'm Barbara Dunkelman. And today we're joined by our very good friend, the one and only Hannah McCarthy. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited. I have so many thoughts. I also had a lot of feelings about the ending of this they were all very good but also very sad i know uh this is this one is called ignition this episode um yeah which which terrified me right off the bat getting into it i was like this episode's called ignition i don't want anyone to catch on fire and die well but mm -hmm. somehow what happened in the episode was even worse than that so (laughs) uh well the ignition uh title actually brings us to the first scene, which was quite an incredible scene mm-hmm. with Bonfire Annie and Amalia and Penance. I'm obsessed with Bonfire Annie. Just obsessed. Um, yeah. She's incredible. What is it about villains in shows like this that are always so cool? Like, I want to be the villain in a lot of these story, uh, stories rather than the hero. I know. Just she just makes so it look so fun. And she just has such charisma. And just she's very just confident. Exactly. I think that's what's mm-hmm. so great about her character and also now that we're getting to see her be a little more she's more gray than we thought she would be like I think we kind of thought she was just a villain very cut and dry but not so much yes absolutely and so you know basically in that first scene um Amalia is basically asking her to to kind of work with them be on their side if you if you will she seems a little hesitant at first, right? Well, yeah, she doesn't know what Amalia is about. She seems kind yeah. of like she has her own core core values and guiding principles, uh, which mm-hmm. I respect. Yeah. It mm-hmm. also seems like, I mean, she's been around Malady this whole time. So, you know, mm-hmm. she's probably have, has it ingrained in her mind that these people are evil and that, you know, she needs to stick with her crew and not to trust these other people. Yes. But there's definitely some goodness inside her. I think we could all feel it. Yes, um, but, you know, Annie does get a little, um, I don't know, I guess you could say cautious when she brings the ball of fire up and then penance comes out of nowhere, nowhere with her previous prototype, but now clearly it. works. I love <laughs> so it. So convenient. Like, yeah, she's, penance was in this first scene. I, I like to say that penance is definitely kind of like the comedic relief to a bit, yes. but she this this opening scene she was fantastic in she's so funny in this scene too because she basically we also I, I, tell me if I'm right, like the sense of this scene is that you know bonfire annie's done her her bonfire annie business and yeah. uh as a result is penance high on opium i was gonna say it was a really funny i love kind of odd scene to see in like this historic london mm-hmm. kind of setting of this, this girl high off her butt she's so cute <laughs> too i know <laughs> like whenever amalia is just like um she's like don't worry we're not gonna fight and then you cut back to pen and she's like uh <laughs> that that noise that she makes it's just yeah. so i don't know i just cackled at that part i loved it i loved it so much yeah um but hey that we prototype also... worked and it was awesome yeah 
we also i don't know if you guys caught this but we we kind of learned a little bit more about amalia's power or her her um her turn rather Mm -hmm. being called ripplings Mm -hmm. she refers to it as yes it's a very cool way to describe and it makes a lot of sense because it doesn't because from what we've gotten from her turn it's doesn't seem like she can control them so it kind of does feel like that and also we don't know if her predictions are exactly as she sees them so it is kind of like ripplings in in a pond you don't know necessarily where they're gonna go or like Mm -hmm. the origin point of them sometimes you can kind of trace it back but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of that kind of going on with her which i find really i really like that about her turn there's still so much i feel like we don't know about it um yeah and we're already three episodes in there's like we're learning so much Mm -hmm. and yet there's still so many questions I have a question. When they go back outside where the truck and the, I guess, opium is flowing in the wind. It's <laughs> powdered in the sky. Yeah, when, when she goes back, like, did she, my question is, did she go back just to, like, smell it just to feel high? Or was there a reason? Because Penance keeps talking about the thunder inside. Is Are they just high or is there something more to that? I, I was curious. I don't. No, I would like to think it's just I, okay. They're just yeah. referring to getting hot. I, I off think of it. so. I think that's the beauty of Penance is so great because she is like the heart. I feel like of the mm-hmm. show in some ways, and she's mm-hmm. very relatable because that would be me. That would be who yeah. I would be. I would show up <laughs> trying to be a hero, trying to do something cool with my prototypes, and I would accidentally get wind of something I shouldn't and be yeah. off of my literally butt. literally like, get wind literally of something literally get wind of it and then be unable to do anything I intended to do um yeah. mm-hmm. but yes yeah. well it, it's interesting because we also learned that the the people that they were attacking at first were working for the beggar king mm-hmm. and uh that guy is creepy and what he does to the branding on yep. one of the gentlemen there it scarred me no pun intended for life I love that that's Nick Frost, too. Like I know. Yeah. I, the funny guy, right? I know. I'm like, I usually love, I'm like so endeared by him all the time. And he is really legitimately scary and intense in this. Love the range, the acting range on yes. him. Fantastic. Okay, so the scene with um, Mary and Amalia, just, mm-hmm. just the two of them, when I have to say... Mary comes in asking some questions, kind of like putting her foot down on on some things that I, I, it was kind of like living through her for that moment. I'm like, yeah. I, I want to ask all those. Th- this is what I want to know too. That was a tense moment. And I like that she's asking her those questions. She's yeah. very much being our surrogate. Where we're like, we want to know. Like, she's she definitely Amalia definitely seems like she's keeping a lot from everyone around her, and she's asking a lot of the people around her. You know, they're putting their life on the line potentially. Um, And so Mary's kind of asking important questions. Well, especially because everyone thinks that they're there for a different reason. Mm -hmm. And there doesn't seem to be any sort of clarity or like one goal in mind. It just seems to be like, well, we're all here together. We're protecting each other. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, what else is going on here? There's definitely something deeper at play. There is. No, yeah. And I wonder, you know, if, if it was like a little bit of foreshadowing for the ending but i don't know i don't know just no uh okay <laughs> you ask questions and bad things happen to i you. know i know <laughs> you're right yes don't ask any questions <laughs> just go with the flow that's what we learn in the show <laughs> 
another one-on-one that I would like to talk about with you guys is the one-on-one between Amalia and Horatio. Uh, because I don't know if you guys got the sense that there was something going on here yep. between the two of them. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely something. You, we like picked up on it in episode one. We were like, there is something between these two. There's a lot of vibes. And even now, I mean, what I appreciate about Horatio is he is such a... He's the voice of reason. Like, he's like, stop mm-hmm. throwing yourself into situations mm-hmm. that are going to get you killed or, like, yes. torturing yourself. And here he's like, you know, it, it's a lot of what we hear in the, of these characters talking about is, is like, personal sacrifice. It's, yeah. it's what they're willing to give up or what they have to give up to do what they think is right. And this is, like, such an interesting specific example of that where he's like, I, from what you're saying, I agree, Barb. Like, he's basically like, we either did something wrong or we had the opportunity to do something wrong and like we're not doing that but there's clearly a lot of tension still going on between them oh yeah and i'm very and intrigued he, by it he's a he's a very caring mm-hmm. person whether they are together or they're just really good friends which then you know brings into the whole situation with um horatio and malady in the oh carriage gosh. him that stressed he, me out <laughs> Such Ooh. a scene to Ooh. watch. That was, like, that was a scene. This is intense, yeah. but also just sh- kind of speaks to his character in a really strong way, showing yep. yeah. how much he cares. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's this horrible person who's doing terrible things mm-hmm. to people and is known for being essentially the villain yeah. of the story, and he's still saving her. And I found that yep. so so that scene so impactful too, because you get to see malady now Mm -hmm. more of Mm -hmm. kind of what she and she's talked about we can tell she's someone who has been victimized in some capacity and and she has these expectations of what people caring for her mean and it's very complex and the fact that he shows her genuine respectful aid here Mm -hmm. um was really i i was very it was like this very anxious scene the entire time mm-hmm. I was watching. I was like, oh, no, this could go. She could kill him. This could go mm-hmm. like so many different ways. And the fact that it, I love that he the end of that like very tense scene is him being like my carriage. And they're like, no, this was never yeah. going to be your carriage. Uh, no. All he yeah. wanted was his and carriage. It's also I, it's funny. I was watching it uh, with my boyfriend, Trevor. And during that scene, both of us, I looked over at him and we were just kind of like. Yeah. Oh stressed. my god! Yeah. Like yeah. strapped in for a yeah. wild ride at that yeah. moment. Oh yeah. Did you? So she also says something about like because um, she brings up she she calls Amalia Molly, of course, mm-hmm. and then she was like, you know, we've we know each other, we have known each other, or something like that. Where like even maybe he in the past, we they all knew each other. I don't know. I mean, I know Amalia and him, but like, I'm I'm still very, I still can't wait to figure out how yeah. the two of those people know each other, Malady and Amalia, a hundred percent. How about that scene with the unmasked men now, or the masked men, oh but now gosh. unmasked? Somehow it was worse than anything I could have expected. <laughs> so which it's like they were already terrifying with the masks on and i'm like okay now i understand why they had their masks on yeah (laughs) because it's even worse and then just like you know who are they working for like what's going on here i need answers (laughs) the woman who was who was i guess tending to that location that had on the the flyer had on it for um yep the touch Mm -hmm. to go to and then get apprehended of course Mm -hmm. um that story about her daughter being touched and no. how she, you know, t- took care of her in the bathtub. 
Yeah. That whole story was like so incredibly Brutal. difficult to listen to and like seeing Lucy's reaction and finding out what happened to Lucy and her son, her infant child. Oh yep. Was just like heartbreaking. Absolutely. I, yeah, legitimately t- in tears crying. Like Yeah. Up. Thought that and was going to be the most intense emotional moment. It was still wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the and show went, you thought. You thought. You, thought. you knew. Yeah. You were wrong. And I, it seemed like that was also the turning moment, even for Mary, to make the decision to yeah. sing. Mm-hmm. You know? I think she, um, I think, yeah, there's this, like, there's a genuine need that people are, there's just constantly this this underlying threat against mm-hmm. people like her and the people she now cares about at the mm-hmm. orphanage. Um, but I, I was really, I, yeah, Mary's just so fascinating to me. She was so wonderful because she, she's so, she's able to look at everything with a realistic but heartfelt perspective. Like she is asking questions because she's coming from a place of genuine concern, um, mm-hmm. especially because of her ability, which we didn't really understand very much at first. Yep. I think she understands there's a degree of responsibility in in how she communicates with all the other touched. Yeah. So you understand why she's like, if I'm going to do this for you and and help people who have had this kind of suffering, I really need to know why I'm doing it. And I feel like this mm-hmm. episode was a lot of that for her, just kind of getting that understanding of, of why they're doing what they're doing, um, which and is her, why the ending is, I, we keep touching around it because I can't I know. talk about it. No, yeah. And her, you know, in past episodes, she's like, I don't know when it comes, it just comes and all this other stuff. Yeah. And so I also think it was really great for this moment for her to realize like, oh, she's like, heard that story like we're getting killed off you know Mm -hmm. where people are murdering us and so i think it just came she's like i'm ready i'm ready to do this this was this is my purpose well she she probably felt like yeah it was her duty Mm -hmm. in that sense where you know she was lucky enough to be um blessed with this turn Mm -hmm. and she should use it for good in this situation because clearly they need to kind of unite yep in in the fight unite in the fight speaking of which that badass fight between amalia and odium oh my god it that was one of the most incredible scenes so I, cool uh, yeah with the water like the whole what? time i'm just like what the what? i want to know like i want to talk to the fight choreographer for that because like how you even <laughs> i don't even know how they conceptualized that it's me neither so interesting the way the the usage of the water and her yes. being underneath and her tactics for yes. fighting back. Woo, girl. So cool. But that guy was so scary, too. Her choking him and him just, like, on the water. So the whole, the whole cool. scene, incredible. Just visually such an arresting scene. I loved it. Well, I think we could all agree that that fight between Amalia and Odium was badass and... Fortunately, we have a very special surprise. There's actually a behind the scenes of that fight and the whole coordination behind it with stunt coordinator Rowley Earlham, who happened to also work on Game of Thrones, just a little show you might have heard of. And you could find that on HBO Max. Can't wait to watch that. But yeah, I know we've already touched on uh, Mary a little bit, but I do just want to, you know, spotlight her and talk about how Let's let's talk about it. Oh. The impact of of her her death. You know, she seemed like such an important character. Obviously, she, so I know. <laughs> Jess, like, we were talking about it. We're like, this can't be real. I know. I I did not believe it in that moment. Um, I really didn't. I've seen a lot of you know shows where people come back, and I was like, no, this this can't. Happen. Not our girl. She's, <laughs> not she's our girl. Be Mary. the one that she's brings us. Back. 
Yeah, she's going to bring everybody together. And um, I mean, you I, never know. You never know what could happen. You don't. You know. But that, <sighs> I, it was so viscerally shocking. I was so, yep. I was not ex- expecting it. And the, it was this beautiful moment. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, they're all coming together. This is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Finally, something nice. You know, they're fighting so hard. When the, when I heard the gunshot, like, it's it scared <sighs> me too. The crap I like legitimately me. jumped. Yes, the sound. I was like, wait, what? And then I saw it and I was like, and now I'm mad and pissed now. Yeah. Just, yeah. mm mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, and yeah. The guy, the guy who shot her was the guy with the the Gatling gun. Yes. Uh, who arm. Seen? Who we we saw in episode one. Mm-hmm. Cross, I think. Uh, episode one with the theater moment. Yes. Um, no stranger so, to shooting a lot of bullets. Yeah. Guns. We don't know if you know maybe he was there on Malady's orders or if he was there yes. because of someone else wanting him to be there. But the fact that he knew that that was happening at that location. You're right. There's got to be like an insider, right. maybe. Yep. I don't know. And also, you know, when they were having, when Frank and Mary were having like their one-on-one moment in the bedroom and she was kind of, you know, confiding in yeah. him. And he's like, can you tell me the the place where that'll be? I'd love to see and hear you sing. For a split moment, I was like, okay, he means this. Then the other part of me was like, is he working? No. Here? You know, I, I, I it went through my oh mind. Oh my God, that would be so I, awful. I know, but I can't rule Tune anything out. podcast next week when know, we yeah. maybe an answer Cut to, to you guys <laughs> weeping the silver lining though is that it did work it did um yes. she she did reach uh, a bunch of people within the city mm-hmm. who we yeah. get to see at the end along with bonfire I annie know. i know i'm just like my girl she did it she she's did. there that's when i started tearing up and when i when the Mary was getting shot I was more just like angry mad didn't believe it but then when the ending happened and Bonfire Annie was there and you saw that everybody came I was like okay all right I I get it this is something but now I need to know who did it who put the Gatling gun who put him up to it because you know it wasn't just him I know somebody's behind it well, speaking of Frank, we actually got to interview Frank himself, Ben Chaplin. So we're going to throw it over to that right now. All right, everyone. Hello and welcome. We're joined by the amazing Ben Chaplin, who plays Frank Mundy in The Nevers. Hello, Ben. Welcome. <laughs> hello. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Happy to have you. Yes. I would love to get into Frank Mundy and the character. It's such a compelling character. We've loved watching you portray this character throughout the series so far. Um, of course, he's had a very rough exterior, but we get to see kind of these moments of tenderness and we get to see kind of his, his depth in a lot of scenes. Can you tell us a little bit about what you enjoy the most about playing Frank? It's always fun to play something uh, that you're not, you know, it's always fun because that's where it really, you know, it's, it's there's nothing more boring than being yourself, if you, if you know what I mean, or, or rather <laughs> nothing, yeah, nothing more, you know, familiar right so mm. uh it's fun to be like a kick-ass tough bloke when you're not and uh <laughs> you know uh that that's fun slightly nerve-wracking in that you know will people believe it but it's it's um that's probably the most fun thing is just being being a boss being a boss is fun because i've never been a boss yeah it's fun to be grumpy it's fun to be it's fun to be given a license to be grumpy you know yeah absolutely could you also tell us about the relationship between Frank and Hugo, which is so fascinating to us? You know, he's a amoral hedonist, 
much you know very much against my uh, my moral compass but you know so, so there's something you know slightly irresistible about it. there's something about him you know that is uh sort of everything frankism and that's sort of yeah i think that's kind of that's in yep. spite of himself as it's charismatic to him you know in this specific episode you know concludes with a huge shocking moment of Mary's death was it as surprising for you as an actor as it was for us you know as the audience member I'll be honest no I think I was told that Mary died you know right off the bat like before I'd read even the first episode so it wasn't oh. a shock that doesn't mean that shooting it wasn't shocking but it was it, it was a uh... You know, it's like slaying the unicorn, isn't it? Yes. Did not expect that at all. And then when we were talking about it, you know, the rest of this episode is like, even when you just heard the first gunshot, like that alone just scared the crap out of me. And then all of a sudden we see mm. it happening. I'm like, what? Yeah. No. That, but that's was... what I love about the show is you get hopeful and then they take it away from you. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. And Alan show... Tomlinson is like, what? Hey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, come on, you guys. But maybe, maybe she comes back, right? Maybe she comes oh, back. No. Ben, don't tell me Who that. Knows? I have hope. I don't ben. know, don't man. There's a, doc- oh. there's, a do- there's a doctor in London at that time who works miracles, apparently. That's what I said. It's true. It's true. Oh, God. Do- Dr. Lazarus well, down the street, right? Now you're messing with my head. I am all turned Listen, around. Listen, try being in it. Try being in it. Uh, you want a head ma- Okay, want- we'll try. Yeah, please do it. Mask- Trust me, if I could, you're in. You're both in. I love it. Yes. Yeah. What would you? What, what, what touched you would be? Shape shifting. That's a good one, Barb. There's a lot of mischief you could get into. I can see that you would do that, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well already. <laughs> what about you, though? I think that Frank Mundy's superpower is rage. You Ooh, know, a bit like the Hulk. Rage. Sounded more original when I started it. Okay, okay. You won't like him when he's upset. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think. That's that's what's in there when I do it anyway. Ooh, love it. uh, Before we get too far away from Mary, I do have one more question that I want to touch on. Um, So in episode three, we do get a little more insight into the relationship between Frank and Mary, and it's very clear that they still deeply, deeply care for each other. Do you have any theories on why that is, do you think? I, you know, only a very simple one, I think. I mean, I think I probably talked to Eleanor about it as well. But just that they, you know, that they that they loved each other. So so I, I don't, you know, it just wasn't, it turns out that they just ultimately weren't compatible. But that doesn't mean yeah. the love's not there and strong. I mean, we all know that one. Oh, like, yeah. At least I do, you know, that when you when you break up with someone for whatever reason it is it doesn't mean the love disappears sometimes it does yeah but um i th- i think generally if it's if it's real love it doesn't go away how do you think mary's turn impacted their relationship and i also want to know like why you know does frank so desperately want to hear her song i think i think it's just that he you know you when, when you love somebody you want to you want to do your best to understand them and, and and empathize with them so if you if there's this huge defining quality to them that you don't understand or can't hear you know you know metaphorically or literally um then you you, you want to know so you can so you can love them better you know oh that's breaking my heart i know when she was singing and they were cutting back to you know as the audience member us hearing her sing and then coming cutting back 
to Frank and it was just silent. It oh, was no, actually it's... like sad, a sad, sad moment. We just saw, yeah, it was sad just to see you stand, Frank, standing there alone and, and like he couldn't hear it. And we so badly wanted you to hear it, you know? I, f- I wanted to give you a hug in that moment. I know, me too. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I felt the same way watching that. Because, um, you know, yeah, because obviously when, when we shot it, I could hear it, right? I hate yes. to, you know, don't look behind the curtain, but I quite like, you yeah. know, showing you behind the curtain. But it, no, I love it. it. You know, I, I, I could hear it. I had to obviously act as if I, I couldn't. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it was it was surprisingly impactful, that, 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 um, effect uh-huh. wasn't it so having seeing mm-hmm. somebody as if they're in a soundproof booth and you the audience can hear it as if you were touched but yep. uh, frank money can't so yeah it was very it was very lonely wasn't it it was quintessentially sort of lonely well let's let's end on a a, a fun question <laughs> i know we kind of touched on on turns and if you know if frank had a turn what that would be if we had a turn what that would be but you ben chaplin if you had a turn that you mm-hmm. could utilize in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. What would you choose and why? I'd like to be able to fly because I've had that dream and it's amazing when you dream it. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I haven't I haven't dreamt about any other superpowers, I don't think. I think that's the one that... It's supposed to stop when you get uh, past a certain age, um, flying dreams, but I think I have one quite recently. Do you, do you dream of flying where you can fly? I have dreamt of flying for sure. I haven't... That's not one that I frequently dream about though more of my dreams recently have just been anxiety like my teeth falling out which is awful yeah <laughs> the flying thing is supposed to stop at really quite young in life I, i've i had it all the time when i was a kid right and people have different flying techniques in their dreams mine mine's weird it's like to hold my breath which gets me off the ground and then i sort of like have to do a really quite wearying um butterfly kick sort of thing to get up once i'm up it's all you know, just beautiful, super Superman, whatever you want to do, you know. But then it's getting up is not uh, getting up is not pretty. Ben, you were absolutely such a pleasure to talk to. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for yeah. having me. And we, we cannot wait to see more Frank throughout this whole series. <laughs> oh, well, thank you again. And we hope to chat with you soon. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, it was so great talking with Ben Chaplin. We cannot wait to see what Frank does next. And actually, speaking of the next episode, we actually have a clip that we're going to show you right now. Whoever did have Mary Brighton killed was making a public statement. The longer we wait to find the killer, the greater the chance we never do. I was left here. With nothing but a mission I was never actually given. I, a mission my, I was uh, never actually given. I, and my heart is mean? racing. I, no, also, just the music. Minus just two. Everything about it. I'm just like so... Yeah. Oh and then... Gosh. Amalia, when she says whoever killed her is making a public statement, and then they show Frank. Then they I show know. Swan. And then Malady. And I'm like, what? Which They're basically like... It could be anybody. It, it really Have could fun. be anyone. It <laughs> absolutely could be anyone. And I love that. I mean, first of all, very, very emotionally, uh, just playing with my heartstrings, seeing the funeral. Um, yeah. Just Jessica and I are going to write out that maybe there's something that's going to change it. Um, but seeing that and then seeing the like, this is a public statement. Someone is behind this. It goes back to like, we want I, I want to know who did this. 
And Amalia yeah, and then just yeah, with whatever her mission. mission is, and she she doesn't clearly know. I mean, this next episode name is called Undertaking. Undertaking, yeah. So <laughs> okay, so which has funeral. multiple meanings in this case. Funeral is very literal. Um, it could also be like a a really crazy undertaking of something. Yeah, like yeah, undertaking, undertaking a of a mission path forward. Really getting into some mm-hmm. some stuff. I'm, oh man. I'm, okay. You guys ready? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Episode four. Oh, I mean, th- there's also still so many questions that we have. I mean. I don't know, and I don't know if we even touched on it in the in the main episode. But when we were talking about, um, you know, things that we've seen and that we have questions about, we didn't even talk about Masson's basement. I know about those growling yeah. creatures in there. You're Maybe right. there's a connection there that we don't know about. Like, <laughs> what's Lavinia doing? We've been seeing yep. all this stuff with Lavinia, and like, I don't trust her. Yeah. I don't trust. We her. thought no, we could trust. No. There's just so much. Every episode. We haven't even we 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 could be talking about yeah. this for hours. Like we could literally be here all day. Um, yeah, I, and clearly yeah. Amalia had the plan, you know, for Mary and what what is the plan now? Yeah. And yeah. you know, the other thing, like she found the book, the book of what I think everybody that maybe has been tested on or taken. Right. I don't know. We have tons yeah. of questions. Hopefully, episode four will give us. <laughs> more um, answers oh my gosh yeah. it'll give us more answers and more questions which is what we love about <laughs> yes. this show yes <laughs> well thank you for watching the touch base hbo's official podcast for the nevers please tune in at our regular time next week subscribe to hbo's youtube channel follow the nevers on instagram facebook please comment with your favorite moments from the third episode we want to hear them and of course stream the nevers and the touch base on hbo backs we'll see you next time